0: Turn, if you would, in your Bibles this morning to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 5 here in just a few moments. John chapter 15. The title of my message this morning is, Abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ. What does the word abide mean? The word abide means to continue, to remain, to dwell, to stand, or to tarry. And that is what Jesus told His disciples to do. And it's something that He tells us to do as well. The Bible says He is telling us to abide in Him. To abide in Him. Why is it so important for us as God's children? Why is it so important for us to abide in Christ? Think about this. Those of you that have children, have you ever went somewhere and where there was lots of people, and maybe you, you told your children just to stay right there beside of you, or or to stay right there and hold your hand? Well, why did you tell them that? Why did you tell them that? You went you went out amongst a bunch of people, and there was lots of things going on, and, and lots of people around, and you said, "All right, now I want you to stay right here. or want you stay right here beside of me, or or here, grab my hand, hold my hand." Well, you've done that for several reasons. You've done that for several reasons. Well, for, for, the for, the the first reason why you've done it is because you don't want them to get lost. You don't want them to get lost. Why? Because you want to know where they're at. You want to know where they're at. Have you ever felt the panic of losing a child? Those of you that have children, have you ever felt the panic of losing a child? How different do you think it would be for our Heavenly Father to want the same for us? To want the same for us? To want to know that they we're right there beside of Him. That we're right there with Him. I believe our Heavenly Father in Heaven feels the same way about us as we do about our own children. And so I want to read in John chapter 15 verses 1 through 5 tonight and I want to talk to you about abiding, abiding in Christ. Let's read John chapter 15, 1 through 5. The Bible says, I am the true vine and, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman and every branch to me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The first thing that I want you to understand this morning, the first thing that I want you to understand is that this text here, this chapter here, and this text here has nothing to do about the loss of salvation. It has nothing whatsoever to do about the loss of salvation. All that it has to do with, and all that it has to deal with is the simple fact of Bearing fruit, but you see many people look at this chapter and, and they read these verses and the verses after this and they say, well this is talking about what happens to somebody when they, when they don't live like they're supposed to and they don't abide in Christ like they're supposed to and God casts them forth as a branch and they burn in hell and you know and, and that's not, and this is one of the verses that people believe teaches the loss of salvation well my friend let me tell you something you didn't earn your salvation God gave it to you. He did it on His own free will. You couldn't get your salvation. There wasn't nothing you can do to get it. There ain't nothing you can do to lose it. Please understand that. That this this chapter and this verse is not talking, and these verses are not talking about the loss of salvation. It's rather talking about the importance of abiding in Him and the importance of, of being the man and woman of God that we need to be so that we can bear the fruit that God wants to bear through us. It's all about fruit bearing. The disciples had just eaten the last supper with Jesus. In John chapter 15 verse 31, they had just eaten the last supper with Jesus. And they had gotten up to leave and, uh, and, and as they was making their way down through to the garden of Gethsemane. And as Jesus is preparing them for the events that, that are about to unfold, He tells them the importance of, of abiding in Him. And as they are walking with Jesus, Jesus calls their their attention to some of the vines that will be growing around them. And as He begins with these two words, He begins with two words of very great importance and and very great uh, significance as He uh, begins to talk to them. And He says, in chapter 15, verse 1, the first two words, I am. I am. I want you to notice that those... Two words right there. They're both capitalized. They're both capitalized. Well, this shows us that Jesus is identifying himself as the great I am. He is identifying himself as God in the flesh, identifying himself as Jehovah God. If you will remember when Moses was speaking to God on the back side of the mountain. God introduced himself to Moses as I am. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, God, the Bible says, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he says, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am, have sent me unto you. Because when God began to speak to Moses and said, Look, I want you to lead my people out of Egypt, he said, Who am I going to say sent me? And he says, You tell him, I am. Sent you. He says, You tell them that I am, has sent you unto them. He then goes on to say, I am the true vine. You see, the vine itself is where all the life giving nutrients and all the life giving water reside. It's in the vine so that the branches might have life and be fruitful. There are many people in religions today as there were then claiming to be the Messiah, claiming to to be the I Am, claiming to be the only way. But Jesus here makes the statement that He is the true vine. He is the the true vine. The word true means the genuine. He is the, the genuine vine. And He wanted them to understand who He was. He says, I am God. I am God, I am Jehovah God, and I am the the true way, the genuine way. He says, I am the true vine. He said, I'm the one that promises life. You see, there were other religions and other people who, who promised life and promised abundant living. But Jesus was in himself saying that he was the only vine and the only giver of life and and that he was God himself. Jesus then calls his father in this verse, Jesus then calls his father the husbandman. The husbandman is also known as the vine dresser. And the vine dresser is the one that takes care of the field. You see, it is said that there are uh, many vine. It is said that there's many vine dressers that often spend a lifetime with the same vines in the same vine field, and how they they know each vine, and they know the and they know each branch's needs, and they know how to work and to provide for them. Well, it's easy to see why Jesus used his father as a picture of the vine dresser. Because my Father in Heaven also knows me personally. You see, the vine dresser knew the vine and he, and he knew the, the needs of the branches and he knew what they needed. Because he saw them every day and he spent time with them every day. And so it's easy to see why Jesus used His Father as a, as a picture of the vine dresser because my Father in Heaven also knows me personally. He also spends time with me every day. And He will also stay with me for a lifetime. And He also knows all my needs. And He knows how they need to be met. And so I want to show you several reasons why we need to abide in the vine. To abide, to abide in the vine. First, I must abide in the, in the vine to bear fruit. I must abide in the vine to bear fruit. The Bible says in verse 2 that that every branch of me that, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Well, there's two things to notice here. First, he says, every branch in me. Every branch in me. Well, the words in me shows and tells me that Christ is speaking of believers. He's not just... Talking about everybody, he says every branch in me. That means if you're you're saved and you're and you're on your way to heaven and you're and you're a part of the body of Christ, he says every branch in me. Because see, we are the branches, and and Jesus is divining and God is divine dresser. He says my Father is divine dresser, and I'm divine, and you're the branches. And he says every branch in me that that bears no fruit, he takes away. And I want you to notice something, the phrase take away. Not only the phrase in me, but I want, to, I want you to notice the phrase taketh away. You see, some people say, well, there it goes. It says you can lose your salvation because He says that every branch that doesn't bear fruit in me is going to take them away. Some people look at that and they say, look see, if you don't abide in the vine and you're not bearing any fruit in your life then what's going to happen is is that God's going to take you away and cast you into hell and that's not what this verse is talking about that's not what this is teaching the word taketh away means to the word taken away means to be taken away means to be doesn't mean to be taken out of lamb's book of life it means to lift up the word the phrase taketh away means to lift to lift up and so the idea here, is that the vine dresser sees a branch that is fruitless. And so what he does is he, he maybe lifts it up out of the dirt and he raises it up to higher ground to and he raises it up higher and he lifts it up and he does that to encourage the branch and to challenge the branch to bear fruit. You know, it's the same with us today. A branch that has a hard time bearing fruit, a branch has a hard time bearing fruit when it's down to dirt. Yeah. A Christian also has a hard time bearing fruit when they're when they're out in the world and they're dirty with sin. A Christian cannot bear fruit if they're living in the world and they're living like the world. And they have a hard time bearing, bearing fruit when they're out in the world and they're and they're dirty and in the ground and dirty with sin. And so uh, the word lift of the phrase to take it away means, to, means that the vine dresser comes along. And he sees what this, he sees what's going on with this branch. And so what he does is he, he lifts this branch up to encourage it and challenge it to bear fruit. He lifts it up. And aren't you glad that whenever you're down and, you, and, and you're discouraged and, and things ain't going right in your life and maybe you've gotten away from God, ain't you glad that, that instead of God just getting all mad and angry and says, why don't want nothing to do with this branch and, and just cutting you off and, and throwing you away and want nothing else to do with you, aren't you glad that God's so loving and merciful that He comes along and he says, you know what, I sure do love this branch and what I want to do with this branch is I want to encourage this branch to grow. I want to encourage this branch to bear fruit. I want to lift this branch up. Aren't you glad that God's like that in your life? A Christian has a hard time bearing fruit when they're living like the world and dirty in sin. When they're living like the world and dirty in sin. So God just wants to challenge us and encourage us today to bear fruit. To bear fruit. And that's one reason why God said, Come out from among them and be you separate. That's why God said in his word to, to come out and speak of the world, He said, Come out from among them and, and be you separate because He knows that, that, a, that a branch that, that is out of the world and gets dirty with sin, He can't bear the fruit that it needs to be. He can't bear the fruit that, that he knows it could be bared. You see, God sees the potential. He knows the fruit that you can bear in your life and he wants you to bear that fruit in your life. And so instead of taking you away and, doing, and being done with you, he comes on to help you and encourage you. What happens to, not only is a, is a branch that when it's laying in the dirt, not only is it, does it get dirty with sin, but you also know what happens to it. It starts to rot. A branch that is in the ground And it's not lifted up out of the ground. It starts to rot. And you know what else starts to happen to it? The bugs come along and eat it. The bugs come along and and they eat the branch. And that's exactly what will happen in your life. If you don't abide in Christ, what ends up happening is, if you don't abide in Him and you get away from Him, what what ends up happening is, is you become an unfruitful Christian. And the longer you spend out there in the dirt, and the longer you uh, you spend out there in sin, and the longer you spend out there in the world, your life begins to rot. Your life begins to decay. And And you cease to bear fruit for the Lord. And so that's why God says, come out from among them and be you separate. That's why we're told to walk in newness of life because we have a new life. We have a changed life, a different life. But as long as we live a dirty life, we'll continue to live in a barren life. The second thing, the reason why I must abide in Christ, is so I can bear more fruit. It's so I can bear more fruit. You see, the first thing I need to do, I need to, I must abide in Christ so I can bear fruit. Now, the second reason why I must abide in Christ so I can bear more fruit. We see here in verse two. That God said every branch in, that every branch that beareth fruit, He purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Every branch that beareth fruit, He purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And so notice that we have two different kinds of branches in verse 2 that are considered in Christ. We have branches that are saved and are not producing fruit, And we have branches that are saved and they are producing fruit. But you know, it's the same in the Christian life. There are some who are active and busy and serving God in some way and there are others who seem to care less about what's going on. And they're living a barren life because they're they're dirty with sin because they're out in the world and and their life is rotting and 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 they're ceasing to bear sin because they're not abiding in Christ. And that's why God said come out from among them and be you separate because you're now saved. You have a new life, a changed life, and a different life. But as long as you continue to live a dirty life, you'll continue to have a barren life. And God wants us to bear as much fruit as possible. Because God knows our potential. And sometimes He has to purge us To make us bear more. What does it mean being purged? You say, well, God's going to purge me. What does that mean? What does it mean to be purged? Well, being purged means that the vine dresser has to remove some things, has to remove some things from the branch that are sapping its life and its strength. To be purged means that the vine dresser has to come up to the branch. And he has to, and he has to cut some things off the branch, and cut some things out of the branch's life that is sapping all of its strength and sapping its time away. That's keeping it from being the fruitful branch that he knows that it could be. And so, anything that consumes. Any any little branches that are that any little things that are coming off the branches, like the sucker branches and the misdirected shoots and the discolored leaves and all those things that are that are pulling all of the pulling all the nutrients and all the water and all the life out of the branch. All those things that are pulling all those things away. The vine dresser comes by and he says, "You know what? This, this don't belong in his life, and this don't belong in his life, and that don't belong in her life, and that don't belong in her life. And I need to get this out of the way, and I need to remove that, and I need to move that because this, this one's going in the wrong way, and this one's not doing. This ain't doing nothing in her life, and so I need to take that away from him, and take that away from them. I need to remove this, remove this out of life, so that they can bear the fruit that I know that they can bear." So that they can, uh, so they can become, the, uh, become the Christian that I need them to be. So that they can become the man or woman of God I need them to be. So that they can become the, uh, maybe the pastor I need them to be. Or, the, or just the Christian I need them to be. Or the Sunday school teacher I need them to be. Whatever it is. And so God says, look, you got all these things in your life that are sapping all your strength and all your time. And so what happens? is so what I need to do is I need to purge you. I need to cut some things out of your life. I need to cut some things out of your life so that you can be more fruitful. Whenever we allow things in our lives that hinder our walk with the Lord, when we allow things in our life that hinder our walk with the Lord, then we must understand that we are in danger of being pruned. Being pruned sounds awful painful. Being pruned sounds painful, and it's not always easy to cut the junk out of our lives. It's, it's not always easy for, for, God to, for God to cut some stuff out of our lives for us to have to do without some things. And when God comes along and He and He I and mean, He begins to prune and He begins to purge our lives. Sometimes it hurts. And sometimes it's painful. But if we don't prune and cut these things out of our life, then you must understand that God will. God will. Not because He wants to hurt you, but because He wants to help you. The vine dresser doesn't come along and and cut and, and cut good things out of the branch's life to hurt him. He doesn't come along and cut things out of the branch's life so he can kill it. The vine dresser wants the the branch to be productive. He wants the branch to be be fruitful. To be what he knows it could be. And so he comes by and prunes things off of it. And sometimes God has to do that with us. Well, let's notice here in verse 3. He says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Well, that word "clean" there means several things. One of the things it means is it means to to be pruned. It means to be pruned to bear fruit. To be pruned to bear fruit. It also means to be purified by fire. And the third thing it means is it means to be blameless or to be innocent and free from corruption. So, how is it all this is done? So, how is all this done? How are we made clean? Well, it's done by the word. It's done by the Word. We're pruned and purified by the Word of God. And so we see here that we are cleansed to bear fruit. We are cleansed and pruned and purified so that we can be blameless and innocent and free from corruption before God. Now let's take a look at verse 4. He says, Abide in me and I in you. And see, this is a joint thing. Jesus is the, is the vine and you're the branch. And so we're connected together. We're connected together. And He says, look, abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. You see, here Jesus tells us how critical it is uh, to bear fruit. He, Jesus here, Jesus tells us how critical it is to bear fruit that we have to abide in Him because without him there is no fruit bearing and there is no life. A branch doesn't bear fruit by itself. A branch has to be connected to the vine to bear fruit. And so Jesus is saying here is look, he's saying, look, to bear fruit in your life, to bear fruit. You're going to have to be connected to me. You're going to have to abide in me. You see, the vine has but one purpose. The vine has but one single purpose. And the vine's purpose is is to bear fruit. To bear fruit. The vine exists to bear fruit to the glory of the Lord. The vine exists. Jesus said, I do always those things which please my Father. And so Jesus, He said, I am the vine." And Jesus existed because He wanted to give honor and glory to God. He wanted to give honor and He wanted to do all the things that please His Father. Just like a natural vine. A vine exists, a plant exists, a vine exists to bear fruit. It doesn't grow up not to bear fruit. When it's a little seedling growing up, it doesn't think to himself, when I grow up, I don't want to bear no fruit. No. Its purpose. Its purpose is to bear fruit. An apple tree, its purpose is to bear apples. That's what it does. That's what his purpose is, and so the the Jesus said, "I am divine, and my purpose is is to bear fruit and to bring honor and glory to my Father in heaven, to do all things to please my Father." So the reason the vine dress, the reason the vine desires to to please the Father and produce fruit is so that the vine dresser could receive the honor and glory. One man said, "When the fruit is yielded in the vineyard." The vine, the branches, the soil, and even the fruit don't get the credit. All the glory goes to the gardener. And so it is with the Lord Jesus. Everything he did and does was and is to glorify his Father. Whenever whenever somebody comes out here and and they till the ground and they plant a garden, and they go out there every day and they and they prune it and they take care of it and they they weed it out and they water and they do everything they can to help this to help everything grow to help to help the, the the vine to bear fruit. And the vine doesn't get the credit for bearing the fruit. The soil doesn't get the credit. The gardener's the one that gets the credit. He is the one that receives the honor and glory. And Jesus said that's what I want to do. And if that's something that Jesus wanted to do, if He wanted to give honor and glory to His Father, then I believe that's something that we should be doing. Is that if we want to honor the Lord Jesus and we want to honor God in our lives, then we'll bear fruit just so we can honor and praise our Father in Heaven. This ought to be the burning desire of every child of God. We should want to live our lives so that, so that every waking minute we're bringing glory to the Father in heaven. Even the little things. It doesn't matter what it is. You say, well, this is just, you know, just something small. It doesn't matter what it is. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether we eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. It doesn't matter how insignificant or no matter how big or small. It doesn't matter how uh, you know about what anybody thinks about heaven. It doesn't matter how small it is, how big it is, how insignificant somebody might think it is. The Bible just says that whether, whether we eat or drink, just do it all for the glory of God. Just do it to please Him. Do it to honor Him. Do it to give God the glory. And so we should abide in Christ and abide in the vine so that we can give God the glory. The third thing I want you to see is I must abide in Christ to bear much fruit. You see, first I had to abide in Christ to bear fruit. Second, I had to abide in Christ to bear more fruit. And then third, I must abide in Christ to bear much fruit. Let's take a look at verse 5. The Bible says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing and so Jesus says that only a branch abiding in the vine can bear fruit but notice Jesus is concerned here with the bearing of much fruit that's what he says in this verse he's concerned with the bearing of much fruit See, he wants to please his father the best that he can and so we see in verses verses 2 through 6 Jesus talked about no fruit he talked about fruit he talked about more fruit and then he talked here about much fruit and so this shows us that the more we abide in Him, the more fruit we'll bear. The more that we abide in Him, the more fruit we'll bear. And Jesus was concerned about bringing a man from bearing no fruit to bringing a man to bearing much fruit. And the more that we abide in Him, the more fruit we can bear. It's something that we need to understand is that we're branches that are abiding in the vine. And as the branch, we're not responsible for producing fruit. The branch does not produce the fruit. All the branch does is bears the fruit. The vine produces the fruit. You see, just as it is within our own lives, in our own spiritual lives, Jesus is the vine. He is is the one that produces the fruit in our life. All that He's asking us to do is to be the branch that bears the fruit so that we can be a blessing to others. Isn't that what the branch is? The vine vine produces the fruit and the the, the branch just bears the fruit and then somebody comes along and takes the fruit off the branch and your fruit and the fruit is a blessing to them. You see, that's all. That's what God's. That's all God's asking us to do is to just to be a, a branch that will abide in Him, so that He can work through us, so that we can be a blessing to other people. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. But our failure to abide in Christ will result in our failure to produce fruit. And Jesus said in the last part of this verse, "Without me, you." can't do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And so understand this. Whatever it is that you do for God, whatever ministry it is that that you are serving God in, or whatever ministry it is that you want to serve God in, you will not be able to do it to your full potential, and you will not be able to do it through Christ if you are not abiding in the vine. And so you must abide in the vine because the Bible says without me you can do nothing. Without me you can do nothing. I don't know what your personal life is like. But if you can honestly say to yourself I'm not abiding in the vine then I encourage you to ask God to forgive you and help you to be the branch that you need to be. Because God knows the potential that you have god wants you to be to be a branch that bears fruit to be a blessing to others and so i encourage you to abide in christ to abide in christ amen